1: The Chumba Life is for everybody, so go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Hope everyone had a good 4th of July. Um, today we got a special episode, special guest today, uh, big podcaster, uh, going to be a lot of Saints talk today. So, uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm hype. Welcome to the Jenks
1: and the Hammer podcast. <laughs> Bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer.
2: And hey, here we go, here we go. All
0: right, guys, getting right into this huge segment. So, this is our first big guest we're having on the Jenks and Hammer podcast. We're excited for it. We hope you guys are, too. So today we have the host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Um, He's a senior writer and reporter at uh, Saints News Network on Sports Illustrated, and he's also a credentialed Saints expert media member, Ross Jackson, of at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. What's up, Ross? What's up, guys?
1: What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me on, man. It's crazy. I I, it's it's wild to hear myself referred to as a big guest, man. That makes (laughs) me feel really good. I appreciate (laughs) y'all.
0: I mean, trust uh, trust us. Compared to uh, we've had a a few of our buddies from uh, our fantasy league; those are have been our big (laughs) guests. Yeah, yeah. If they're winning, if they're winning fantasy leagues, they're doing better than me. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get that. We get that. All right. So yeah. So today we really like today what we've we have lined up for you, Ross. Just a few questions about Saints. Um, a few questions about like podcasting in general you know and then sure we had a few we we reached out to the saints reddit community asked them hey what would you guys like us to ask ross and uh, they gave a lot of questions but we couldn't fit them all in so we we fit in the, the best ones and we'll get right into maybe it. i'll go
1: find that uh, maybe i'll go find that thread and just answer some questions <laughs>
0: yeah you definitely can because
1: yeah a few yeah, people send reached me that out. link
0: <laughs> i will i will do we'll do all right so just starting it off first off as a small po- podcast ourselves um, what got you into podcasting? And how did you grow your community and what kept you dedicated every day to keep posting?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Let me start with how I got into it. Uh, I want to give my homie uh, Tyler McClatchy uh, a shout out. Tyler, actually, it's funny that you mentioned Reddit because that's where the entire journey started for me. Uh, I was a part of the Saints uh, subreddit, of course, and was an active member for a while, just kind of like talking in forums and all that stuff and everything kind of having the conversations and stuff. Not really anything like big. You know, I had some opinions here and there and whatever, but I mostly used it to kind of like learn and sort of figure out, you know, you know, oh, here's how people are talking about it and things like that. Because I had spent... Geez, probably about seven or eight years by then. No, it'd probably be like six or seven years by then, working in theater where like no one talked about sports. (laughs) Like, no, so I had like no one around me to talk sports with. And so I, I went to Reddit there, and Tyler posted there that he was starting a blog and wanted some, wanted to see if anybody would be interested in writing, just like a free thing doing on the side and all that, not a big deal. And, uh, and, and I joined in with that. That was originally called All Saints Considered. Turned into Section 600 because uh, NPR got really mad at us for using all blank considered like that, that format for a name. Uh, So they scared us into changing the name, which I kind of regret to this day, but that's okay. That's that that's neither here nor there. Uh, And we started podcasting while we were doing that. And I was also doing a music podcast with a, a homie, Andrew Sanchez, who's like a just like this dude knows everything about every like hip hop, everything like. So we were doing that show, too. And so that's kind of where podcasting started for me. And then how did I build the community? And, and what kept me so dedicated with it has been, uh, you know, making the leap over to Locked On and, you know, mm-hmm. David Locke, who owns the company, he, you know, pursued and asked if it would be something I'd be interested in doing. And the moment that I started doing it and that I started doing it daily and it became like a part of my habit, a part of my routine, it just became a part of my day and everything. I I, I, I saw the value in it and, and the ability to be able to like be there with such a frequency for people that. You're there every morning on their car ride, or every afternoon on their car ride home. Um, you know, Ralph Marbro and I uh, from the Saints Happy Hour podcast. He and I were talking yesterday about how, like, people reach out and they say, "Hey, you know, I was going through a surgery, or I was going through like a loss in the family, or all these other things." And like, I just kept listening to your show, and like, you were there every day and stuff like that. And so it's just you start to realize that this thing that you do for 30 minutes a day is really important to someone. At a really important time and and if that means Mm -hmm. that it's really important to one person then i want to be there for that one person and so it allowed me to be more dedicated to it the last piece of the puzzle is that i'm a born and raised new orleanian i mean I, i i'm from here um and so being able to have the opportunity to do something that gave back to the to the community of people that supported me all throughout my life I moved away after Katrina. Now I'm back home in the city, you know, that I love and that I've always wanted to be back a part of that part keeps you uh, very dedicated to when you're kind of doing something for the people that lifted you up throughout your entire life.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I think that's one of, one of the things that definitely like keeps us going, even as like a, as a podcast with like 33 subscribers. Now um, we every once in a while we we'll get like a comment and the comments like interactions, what keeps us going, you know, like you said, yeah. like hearing from people that they're still listening. So even comments just as a small podcast definitely keeps us going. So it's great to hear you say that for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it, it, it takes one person to let you know that, hey, you're doing this
1: for something bigger than yourself. And and that's all that matters. That's all that it takes.
0: Yeah,
2: all the motivation yeah. you need for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So now we got a football question. So I'm a yeah. diehard Packers fan, right? So week three.
0: Lost him for a second, I think. <laughs> All good. One second. Hammer. Hammer's at his. Uh, he's at a Long Beach Island. He's uh He's out there on vacation. So he's kind of, kind of out in the the wild. Um. If he doesn't <laughs> come back, Johnny, there. i don't Got good. you. Can you hear us, buddy. Hammer, you there? He's getting, it. all... it's getting there. It's yeah, catching he... up. <laughs> it's the Wi-Fi is is Freaking dragging up. along, but you there, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, all right. you can you can just re- restate the question. Your, your Wi-Fi froze up for a second.
2: So oh, okay, good. so diehard Packers fan, um, Saints come into Lambo Week three, um, coming to Lambeau. You know, you, you guys are gonna get your butts whooped. So you know, kind of <laughs> thoughts on that don't know, the early matchup facing Jordan Love and I just like kind of thoughts. You know, I don't know where you think the Saints will be by Week three and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's early proving grounds for them to go up against a team like like the Green Bay Packers, regardless of whether it's with or without Aaron Rodgers, because you still have to be able to show that you can beat a coach like Matt LaFleur. And mm-hmm. so for me, like the key matchup of that of that game is Matt LaFleur versus Dennis Allen. You have an offensive mastermind going up against a defensive mastermind. The, the identity versus identity of what these two teams should be is going to be really intriguing to watch. And I was really high on Jordan love coming out as he was coming out of college, coming into the NFL. I thought he was a guy that, you know, at that time I could have understood the saints rolling the dice on uh, to have, you know, in the back and in the background and kind of developing, which wasn't really a part of their MO when Drew Brees was uh, here in New Orleans anyway. But, uh, so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a I'm a bit more of a Jordan Love believer than maybe most people are. Awesome so I don't think that that's that. going to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to be an easy matchup for the New Orleans Saints. I do think that getting that game week three versus week 13 massively moves it's the six needle. Six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. That, That's really yeah. important for them. And it's one of, I think, four games that they play outdoors all season. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the big thing about it is that it's an NFC matchup nonetheless. So yeah. it still mm-hmm. has kind of its must win capacities, or it's one of those games that week 17. 17- week 16 you're looking back based upon what's got to happen week 18 and go man if they just would have scored one more point exactly against yeah. them, you know what i mean well, it could be one yeah, of those yeah, things so yeah so i think it's an important matchup for them i think that it's happening at the right time of the year and i think mm-hmm. that you know it's going to come down to which one of these coaches out coaches the other and matt lafleur is going to come in with the lead in terms of that and deservedly yeah. so uh, mm-hmm. but you know it's going to be a big time test for dennis allen and that defense for sure
2: yeah totally glad to hear you're a jordan love supporter
1: oh yeah we yeah. need it. No, I yeah. I didn't understand the hate around him. If I'm being yeah, honest. you know uh, what? I mean, First
2: round pick. Yeah, you know what? He's got the talent. Right. He's not a rookie. Yeah, incredible. Getting three tools. years. He's learning. So, yeah, he's got the right coach. So we'll see yeah. what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm just hoping it's it's a recreation of uh I think it was week I think it was the week one game o- of uh, two years in ago. Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Take it easy, so. in Jacksonville. <laughs> hoping it's like that. But the uh, heat. It was the heat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They weren't used to it. But anyways. Yeah, it was the heat. Anyways. I mean, We'll get into the next question. Uh, this is more about you personally with your Saints fandom throughout your your whole life. Uh, what were your best and worst moments as a Saints fan that you've experienced? Oh, a
1: lot of bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think there's the obvious ones, right? I mean, there's 2018. There's 2017. There's kind of the way that those playoff runs came to it in. But I, I still yeah. think it's the 2011 uh, divisional game. That's that game against San Francisco, I think, is probably the lowest point because that mm. – offense that team was so historically good i mean to this day 7474 total offensive yards is the nfl record and it is withstood multiple 17 game seasons versus its 16 game schedule uh mm. back then and and so you know eventually that record's probably going to be broken with that 17th game uh but I, I think that that's one of the ones where you just looked at the, the makeup of that team that would have been that would have been a cam jordan super bowl ring uh, that would have been you know a Mark Ingram support ring like there's so many pieces to it that you kind of go man like some of these guys that either have left without a ring in Mark Ingram's case or mm-hmm. could potentially still leave without a ring in Cam Jordan's case or not leave but finish his career without a ring in Cam Jordan's case' to where you kind of go man like that would have at least like checked that box because like you think mm-hmm. about cam Jordan he wanted to be the all-time sack leader he has that if they would have won the Super Bowl in 2011 even though he was a rookie and had one sack that year he'd have that ring. Uh, and then the last thing on his checklist would be to finish his career as a New Orleans Saint. So you would have been able to see him check all three boxes. So I think that's the big one. Um, 2012, of course, with the bounty gate suspensions and all those other things, that was pretty tough. But yeah, I, I think for me, it's all kind of still in that Sean Payton era because the expectations were still so low in the '90s when I was, you know, younger. Yeah, you and things like that. Much. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when things didn't work out, then you kind of went like, ah, it's okay. We'll see it next week. You know, it was a different kind of fandom at that point. You were just Mm -hmm. happy to have football in the city and everything. And so I I think that, and I think of course, like the high point in my fandom was, was 2009, you know, them winning that Super and everything like that was such an incredible season. Um, You know, one of those seasons, uh, whether it be 2009, 2011, or 2013, Drew Brees should have had an MVP. So you probably, you know, look at those just like the floating criteria of what that was was kind of weird. But you know, outside of that, like how cool was it that we got to watch guys like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady all at their peak during that time? A little bit of Peyton Manning during that time too, like pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and and I'm glad you brought up that the the 49ers game (laughs) actually because that that year like. Drew Brees it's the first time the- I've ever heard anyone tell me that they were glad that I brought that game. No, up. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that's one of the first, I I believe it's one of like the first real disappointments that I remember as being a Saints yeah. fan, because my dad and I were watching that game. And I remember my dad, as soon as the catch happened, just face planted right into the floor. Like he just just fell on the ground. He was like yeah, out of disappointment because the defense defense doing so or offense did so well. Come back, Jimmy Graham. That one, I don't even remember the yardage on that play, but Jimmy Graham, long touchdown. It was mm-hmm. huge. Everyone was going crazy, Saints fans, and then boom, disappointment. And I think yeah. this is a huge m- memory for me even just as a Saints fan. And even if they did win that, you brought up Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all of them. Some of the goats from our, our – John and I at least being able to watch. And we had a discussion on our podcast the other day about who are the best quarterbacks in the league. And Drew Brees has slept on because he only has one ring, no MVPs. So if he gets that second ring there, that even bumps him up that right. much more so it's just an yeah. yep. ultimate disappointment as a Saints fan yep. for sure
2: yeah this is one of the big debates that me and Grayson have is you know the MVPs and Breeze and Rogers. they kind of had like you know a couple you know like 2011 right Breeze and Rogers were kind of like neck and neck for MVP and Aaron won it and you know we always have the debate Breeze and Aaron so you know let's hear your take Breeze or Aaron Rodgers who are you taking
1: I mean, I'm taking Breeze. I, I, I and, and the big Not reason too. why is place is play yeah. style for me. Like I'm very appreciative mm-hmm. of the pocket yeah. passer with the mobility yeah. of being able to move within the pocket as opposed to sort of the improvisational stretching to play longer than necessary ness that Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal at. But we mm-hmm. watch several other quarterbacks struggle in that style, and so for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on the odds of what we know works more in the NFL than the outlier that is Aaron Rodgers, who is remarkable and part of why he is such a good quarterback and why he does deserve and why he will be a hall of famer is because he has that style and makes it work drew Brees, i would take you know 10 times out of 10 much like tom brady because we know that style will always work to its best in an nfl offense Mm
2: -hmm. yeah for sure sure
0: john you got the next question i think
2: yeah so bleach report came out with like you know Mm -hmm. maybe some fun trades that could happen um, the Saints were on it. Right. Devontae Adams. You know, Derek R is with the Saints now. Buddy's with Devontae. They said, hey, Devontae Adams to the Saints for like, I think it was a 2024 first rounder from the Saints and a third round pick in 2025. I mean, I don't think it's realistic. It's fun to think about. But I don't know. Do you think the Saints kind of make a move for maybe another pass catcher now with Derek Carr under center?
1: I could see another move happening. I think a Devonte Adams move is a pre-trade deadline. There's an injury at wide the receiver yeah. desperation mm-hmm. type of move. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's one of those moves that you try to make if Michael Thomas can't make it you know, more than a handful of games or something like that, which no one wants to prove that wrong more than Michael Thomas. So hopefully that will help incentives, yeah. all these other things. But you don't have so much invested in the wide receiver position now because Michael Thomas's base rate is just over $6 million dollars and the rest of it is all incentive heavy to get him up to around like that 15 million dollar range and so when you if you were to have that and then you trade for a guy like davante adams who if i remember correctly it's like 6.08 million dollars that moves with him because everything else in terms of signing bonuses and stuff like that the raiders have kind of already eaten up already, they already they have to have already paid and so you know you could see them saying okay you got Michael Thomas for just over six. You got Devonte Adams for just over six. So you get yeah. 12, $12 million of wide receiver one throughout your or mm-hmm. X receiver mm-hmm. throughout your season. That's manageable. You can deal with that. And then you can deal with the future cap numbers, you know, no problem. And Down then the because it's post, yeah. And because it's post June one, it works for the Raiders too. But the issue with the Raiders is that, are you really going to invest a first round pick, a second round pick and over $42 million to get one year of this receiver? I mm-hmm. could see where that could be a little bit of a sticking point for them to want to move off of them. But look, if they're, you know, in the, in the pits before the trade deadline and the saints are, you know, yeah. let's say, you know, uh, couple of wins, you know, or, 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 you know, they're separated in terms of their win loss record by a couple of wins and they're on the positive side of it all in in control of the division, things like that. And they have an injury at wide receiver. Then I could see them pulling the trigger on Mm. something like that because of that. I don't know that they necessarily go out there and trade for another receiver before the season begins. The only one that would make any amount of sense to me would be Hunter Renfro. If they wanted to build off of the Derek Carr relationship, they don't really have a quintessential, uh you know prototypical slot receiver they haven't really since willie sneed i guess uh and well jarvis landry last year but he had trouble staying healthy and things like that so yeah and so i could see maybe a move for hunter renfro potentially happening that maybe is around like roster cuts especially now that we're going from a 90-man roster straight to a 53-man roster after week three after the final preseason game maybe that's where that happens if not before training camp but otherwise I don't really see them making many more moves there outside of maybe continuously continuing to bring in some free agents to get a look
2: at more mm-hmm. options.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then um, one thing that you get to experience as a credential media member, you know, you're, you're down there in the stadium mm-hmm. almost every game, I believe um, if not every game and you get to experience that locker room dynamic, you know yeah. how the team chemistry is going along. So I had one question that, you know, I think at the end of the year last year, you saw this team kind of, come together under da and it seemed like they had the ball rolling a little bit before the Pan- panthers game which i was unfortunate enough to go to and oh, witness. <laughs> yeah i witnessed the devastation that was but uh was so i wanted to ask what do you like do you think all the saints are behind da now do you think the team chemistry is really um just snowballing and increasing every week or do you think the team still has a little bit of doubt behind da I don't think the roster, at least in terms of the players, ever really had doubt
1: in D.A. I mean, this is a guy that's had a lot of respect for them. Remember, he's been building respect with his team for seven years, six Mm -hmm. years before he stepped into the head coaching role and things like that. I mean, it was one of the things that I I was always really adamant about throughout the season, as you would hear a lot of folks say things like, oh, well, D.A.'s losing the locker room and stuff like that. I'm standing in the locker room and I'm like looking around and I'm going. I don't see that at all. And you're there in practice. You see what happens when he speaks. You see the way that he, you know, commands everybody. And that, you know, and what I mean, what I mean by command is just like command attention, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. the way that he's able to do that, he is a little bit more of kind of like a player's coach and things like that. But I, I don't know. I, I never really saw any semblance of him losing the locker room, even with the whole Jameis Winston thing. Jameis never really seemed openly adversarial towards the idea of. Dennis Allen, they were always laughing and joking around and stuff like that on the practice field and, and everything. It was pretty easy to see. And I think this year, as we went in for like mini camps and OTAs and things like that, like that, that positivity is still there. You could absolutely feel the the kind of charge at the end of the season of trying to finish 4-0. That was a big goal for them. But Mm -hmm. I don't. But I think that that was just a charge, right? That was just a bump up from where it was. So it was kind of taking it from eight to ten. It wasn't an example of taking it from two to ten, you know. And so uh, I think that this team is has continued to rally around Dennis Allen, and they believe in him. um, They believe in him quite a bit, both the organization and the roster. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I I like hearing that because I mean, yeah, like you said, the Saints Twitter, Saints Twitter is always kind of, I don't want to say always creating conspiracies, but there's a lot of, there are a lot of conspiracies like throughout the season, different, like if the team's doing well, oh, the Saints are winning the Super Bowl. If the team's doing battle, oh, we got to fire everyone. DA needs to go, you know, teams hates him, everything like that. So I'm glad hearing your yeah, and perspective. That's, from and the that's locker, fandom, like that. right? Like, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's fandom as a whole,
1: right? Like you, you kind of, you feel the ebbs and flows to extremes with how the team is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of loving the team. That's part of wanting to see success from the team. I a hundred percent get it, but yeah, that, that specific thing or not, but, and rather. Um, that specific situation around him losing the locker room just it, it, you just didn't really feel it when you were when you were in the when you were
0: there for sure for sure
2: and then we got a question from reddit um saying that you know with derek carr now as the qB how does the offense change how's the play calling change you know with him under center
1: yeah i think the the big change is that it gets back to being familiar to what New Orleans Saints football is right so (laughs) yeah right and so the change is that Derek Carr is not Drew Brees but he's he's closer to that side of the spectrum as a traditional pocket passer that Mm -hmm. works low to high that you know calls plays at the you know that can call multiple plays in the huddle that calls his own protections and setups all set up all the checks and things like that can change the play at the line of scrimmage based upon what he sees from the defense all of those things you know deliver of really you know uh Particularly going back to when he was running an offense more akin to what you'll see in New Orleans, when he was working with John Gruden with the with the Las Vegas Raiders, higher on target uh, pass percentage, lower uh, you know bad throw percentage, higher big time throw percentage, lower uh, turnover worthy play percentage, all of those things. So you just see a little bit of a cleaner game from a guy like him versus you know the the riskiness that comes with um, you know a Jameis Winston who was near the top in terms of turnover worthy plays in 2020 two uh over the course of the early games that he was a part of mm-hmm. even though that 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 percentage was much lower at the beginning of 2021 where he was playing a really good brand of football but uh, so I, I think that what you saw was the saints try to expand a little bit more vertically with james winston then they had to try to drive that same ship with andy dalton which is just that's that's a big time mix up and a big time change and yes. now you kind of get to build an offense around a quarterback that has missed only two games due to injury throughout his entire career. Leave alone the two games where the Raiders effectively like gave up on him out loud at the end of the season last year. And so your hope is that he maintains that. Now we've seen bad injury luck for the New Orleans States over the course of the past couple of years mm-hmm. for sure. But the idea is that you build an offense around the guy that's going to run it for 17 games and that he's a little bit more uh, familiar to what this offense has been comfortable with in its previous and better iterations.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause I mean, you know, we, we witnessed Andy Dalton like at the end of the year. Like you said, that the Panthers game, it was really Yikes. telltale that like the offense was not clicking at all. There was nothing right. going right with that offense on any level. So I think Derek Carr comes in. And I think Chris Olave went on Richard Sherman's podcast the other day and said like mm-hmm. they're, they're brewing something on the offense over there. They're getting, they're gelling coming together as a team so i love hearing that yeah and, um, and i'll
1: guarantee i, sh- I could guarantee i don't I don't care how many games alvin kamara does or doesn't play in 2023 he'll see more than nine screen pass attempts uh that that he saw in 2022
0: so there's a big part of their game coming back as well yeah you were talking about that i think it was like wednesday or thursday i listened to that podcast, mm-hmm. and, and that was just like i shocked you, myself you said that, I was, <laughs> yeah especially everyone everyone that had him in fantasy was definitely a little bit disappointed yeah. with this season i'll say for sure um yeah so, next question um this one's a good one, I think, with a couple of second year players like Alante Taylor Rashid Shaheed mm-hmm. coming in um this question is who who's a saints player that currently isn't like a league wide name that isn't a star or anything that you think could have a season breakout season this year that will become a league wide player and put' him on the map such a great question um i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna leave out guys like. Chris Olave, Rashid Jahanid, mm-hmm. and Alante Taylor, because I think all three of them have done enough to they they have enough it's of like a head start if they're not already well known across right. Like Chris Olave mm-hmm. definitely is, Rashid Jahanid probably is. I mean, he's like one of the first guys in NFL history to touch the ball twice and score two touchdowns. Uh, and and Alante Taylor made a lot of noise last year. And so if, if the guy that I'll probably select here is Trevor Penning. um. Look, he doesn't have to be Teron Armstead. Um, He's just got to be better than James Hurst, effectively. And if you're able to do that, then all of a sudden you've got a solid starting left tackle and a guy Mm -hmm. that could potentially be, you know, you want him to be, they want him to be a pro bowler and all these other things. Sure. But, uh, you know, I think when you have the job of protecting the blind side of a quarterback whose name everyone already knows and Derek Carr, a lot of people get to learn your name. For better or for worse, but hopefully for better in this situation. You know, he missed the twelve game, first twelve games of the season last year with the dislocated toe injury. Then finally got the last start of the, or he finally got his first start the last game of the season against the Carolina Panthers. And then he had, I believe it was a Liz Frank injury after mm-hmm. that that you know wrapped up his year effectively. Now the year was wrapped up one way or another, but you know he kind of bookended his season with these foot injuries. So he's got to be able to stay healthy. But beyond just staying healthy and being available, he's got to be able to go out there and and, and make it work. And he's going to be blocking some of the names that everybody knows he's going to be protecting a guy whose name everybody already knows and therefore i think if he does both
0: of those things well a lot of people will get to learn his name yeah and he's got the he's got the right attitude already um even from yeah, the start of sure. his career he's always had yeah. the the mentality that he's going to go out there and beat 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 up whoever is across from him so i'm excited to see yeah. how he comes out this year if he comes out healthy um i think he could have a big season like you said for sure
2: Another question from the Reddit community from Saints. A lot of Saints fans want to know what is your favorite TV show and favorite movie?
1: Oh, that's so interesting. My favorite movie just recently changed. It's a movie with uh, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner called Arrival. Um, It's an incredible movie and it's not it's not a funny movie. I'm usually a funny movie guy. Uh, But it's like this sort of like weird science fiction, which isn't really my, usually my brand, but just an incredible story of like language and learning language and all these other things. And it's got a really cool piece of framework and, you know, really it's an incredible story. So I think Arrival right now is my favorite movie. And my favorite TV show right now, hands down, is The Bear. Um, I just finished the second season of it on Hulu. I am a, I'm a, the thing that I always say is that if I wasn't doing sports, And if I didn't go back to theater, which I'll never go back to theater, but if I wasn't doing sports then I'll, I would just move somewhere and open a a occasion restaurant. Like I would just be a chef somewhere and be perfectly happy with my lifestyle uh, in that way. And being able to watch that show and to see like, just the anxiety of it all and the way that it's edited, it's super fast and everything. It's got a really quick pace. It reminds me of working in theater again. So there's a lot of stuff about it that I'm like personally connected to, but all told, like it's an incredible story with really good character development, incredible arc. You learn something about every single character and then you learn how they change or how they don't over the course of the entire thing. It it's it's beautifully orchestrated. So I think that right now is my favorite television
2: show.
0: You yeah have you know, to check that I'm, out. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. John John I don't know if John ever watched so it yet. Me, so I... me
2: and me and Grayson are big rom-com guys. Oh I mess with some rom-coms. Guys. I'm a big time Wh- rom-com guy. Who doesn't love rom-coms com guys? know I know. But
0: Yeah so yeah I Hammer and that. I were Hammer and I were roommates for our freshman year of college. We'd sit back and put on a rom-com or something on the TV and everyone Yeah,
2: not to be weird. But no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tuesday
0: no, night, it's not weird
1: we at we all. Love you what, what you
2: love. Guys. Have fun.
0: <laughs> gotta enjoy it. You gotta enjoy it. Um, I'm definitely That's glad true. you brought up the bear, though, because season two—I just finished it last night with my my uh, family, and you know, it's it's a great show. I think it's one of my favorite shows of all time. John has to watch it. I've been trying I'm, to yeah. get him into you it. Get but on it is, that, John. It's truly it great. Watch
2: it. It's a great. It's show. like
0: enriching. It's enriching. On Hulu. Like, it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulu. Which kind of stinks because they'll have like a serious moment and then boom, commercial right after it. So it's kind of like <laughs> right. it throws right. off your yes. emotions yeah. a little bit, but yeah. but it's it's still a great show, nonetheless. Nonetheless, yeah. and then. Just quick little bonus. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the redditors. You'll see if I, after I send you the link to the Reddit yeah. uh, post. But a lot of people are asking about Smoke Monday, as usual. I know you comment <laughs> about him almost every single Monday. John has no clue who he is, but he's like this. He's a safety on the Saints who's oh. like rookie past season, but he's an undrafted free agent. Uh, Ross, do you have any comments about Smoke Monday for the Reddit community? Anything at all?
1: Yeah, it, it it's a Smoke Monday on a Saturday. Um, no, I look, I. I I really think that Smoke does have an opportunity to to make some noise over the course of, of of training camp. I know a lot of people accredit what it is that, you know, is kind of the fandom around Smoke Monday to his name everything, but it does go beyond that. I mean, he was like the mm-hmm. hardest hitting safety in college football coming out. Everyone was shocked that he didn't get drafted and all this stuff. And then he ended up in New Orleans and he was clearly a fan of it. He was rocking the Drew Brees jersey at his draft party. He, you know, drew, he, he was in Atlanta and he like rode past yeah. the Mercedes Benz stadium and shouted all the things that he shouted at that. Uh, and so I, I'm pulling for him. He's a good dude. I asked him during um, during the final week of OTAs, hey, do they have you working in the nickel? And he looked at me and he went, man, they have me working everywhere and then he like sipped on a smoothie and so like they they've really give they're giving him an opportunity to go out there and be able to show hey with one roster spot i can help you at a bunch of different places kind of pj williams like and so i think that that's the reason why i give him a legitimate shot to make some noise during training Mm -hmm. camp whether that ends in a roster spot or a practice squad spot i think he's with the team in 2023 in some shape form or fashion um but, yeah, I mean, he's a high-energy dude, and he's got a lot of skill, and he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot that he could potentially contribute as a versatile player and as a special teamer as well, and those are the things that get you a roster spot. So uh, the only other thing that I'll say is that I, I hope one day that someone loves me as
0: the way that Saints fans love Smoke Monday uh, yeah. because it, it, it's Big an incredible fan, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, they bring him up left and right. So if, if no matter what, if he ends up on the team, Saints fans are going to be happy, like you said. 100%. 100%. All right, so I think that's I think that's all we had. Thank you, Ross, for coming on. Thank you Thank for you. Uh, responding to us. We reached out to you on Twitter, and you got back to us right away. Everyone, go tune into the Locked On Saints uh, podcast if you're a Saints fan. I've been listening to it for I think two, three seasons. I think two seasons now. Thank you. Man. And training camp coming up, he does two a days. It's great. It's a great listen to every single day. So all Saints fans, and even Locked On Network in general, uh, they have Packers. They have every team. So oh, yeah. go tune into Locked On whenever you get a chance. Thank you, Ross, again for coming on. Thank thanks, you, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate you so much for having me on. Look forward to being back. And uh, yeah, y'all take care. Stay safe. And uh, thanks again,
2: man. It means a lot to be here. You too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you again, Ross Jackson, for hopping on. Um, first class guy. He's been really, really helpful, you know, with me and Grayson, you know, giving us tips, helping us try to build this podcast. And we appreciate it. I definitely like you even more now that, you know, you're a Jordan Love fan. You believe in him, <laughs> which everyone should, because, hey, there's a lot to like. Got to give the guy a chance. And, um, yeah, he's living the dream, right? I mean, me and Grace kind of talked about this before. You know, can you imagine just, you know, doing a podcast every day? It'd be your favorite team and writing blogs and getting to be on the sideline in the locker room uh, on game days. It's pretty awesome. So hopefully we can yeah, do something man. like that one day.
0: Yeah, we're just like we're we're down here. He's way up here. That's where we want to be in the future. We we just got to build up the community first. So we'll do a few things yeah. to try to do that.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that we want to do is a fantasy football league with you guys, the subscribers. Um, we want to have a league with you guys, a uh, twelve man league with me and jank So looking for ten people. You know, if even more people want to do, we can get two, three leagues going. Be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, winner can would do, you know, come up with something fun for the winter and, uh, make it really special, you know, have some fun. We'll do a shout out every week. Maybe whoever beats me and Jenks, if they beat us, I don't think so. You know, that week or whatever, you come on the show, talk some smack, whatever, have some fun with it. Um, but yeah, but awesome episode. We look forward to having more guests on, on before the season comes. So we got about like two months. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. And we just appreciate you guys listening. So, as always, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Jake's Hammer Pod. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube at Jake's Hammer Podcast. And if you watch on YouTube, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, this was an awesome episode, big, for big sure. episode for this podcast. Um, thank you again, Ross. Uh, hope to have you again, have you on. Thanks, soon. Ross. Yeah. Again soon. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, hoot at and go pack,
0: go. Sports Social Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance.